Welcome to the Linsanity, a podcast for the Running Hook Podcast Network. Hello, and welcome to another edition of the Linsanity Podcast, a part of the Running Hook Podcast Network. And before we get into the podcast, I uh, just, just want you all to, to go ahead and, and take a look at the ratings, uh, you know, take a look at uh, the content that we have available uh, on the network. Uh, with Alex Burr and the Power Hour, Zach and Circle City Cinema, uh, and, and myself and, and Len Sandy, we've been putting out divisional previews throughout uh, the, this this kind of stretch right before the regular season starts. I uh, just wrapped up NFC South. Uh, we did NFC West. We've done every division uh, except two. Uh, we, we've been really cranking them out, uh, hoping that y'all will enjoy them. And, uh, you know, please, please don't be afraid to give us that feedback. Uh, we greatly appreciate it. Um, and, and in terms of, of today's episode, we're getting into a division that is always talked about with four gigantic markets. And we've got the band back together. Bryce, you're back. Uh, we are we are going full in here. Uh, I'm happy to, to have you back on. And I'm happy to have our guests here with us today. Uh, uh, form a podcast on the Running Hook Podcast, uh, Running Hook Podcast Network, the Triple Option Pass. Both gentlemen are back with us today. Uh, very excited uh, for for their opinions on the NFC. So, uh, Ryan, Devin, I'm I'm excited to have you on. Yeah, absolutely excited. Top crew back. Absolutely, buddy. Happy to be here. Yeah, and I think you know with this division, there's always a ton of discussion on all right you know america's team and you know how philadelphia will look because their media is just so critical and you know washington and and, and new york obviously have so much attention to them even when they're not good uh so it's going to be fun to, to kind of go into this but uh you know before we get into the actual teams where we think you know everything stacks up we're going to get into our our starting five this is one of my favorite things i've done since we've done the previews uh five questions and they all basically are just general questions about the division uh but basically you know you can answer them in a hundred different ways it's it's fun i i really enjoy it uh, i i picked the five you know set of five for us and the first one that i have is you know my guess is for all three of you you probably have an idea of who you think will win the division who you think will be last who you think will be whatever but if there is a player or a unit that wrecks your entire prediction, what would that be? And Devin, I'm starting with you. Oh, oh, you put me on the spot. Like <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What? Oh, yeah. That's what we do here on Lynn Stanity. You take it like a man. You take it like a man. What is that? All That's right. What I'm doing. All right. You're, I'm going to need you to repeat it, though, real You're quick. good. You're good. So you, you, you know, you probably have an idea of who's first, second, third, and fourth. In right. But if there is a player or a unit like a you know cornerback group or offensive line or whatever that could wreck your entire that could make your predictions look silly, what is it? Um, I would have to say, and this is this is a little different, I guess, because I mean he's he's been a star, but I would say Saquon Barkley. And I know that's a little bit different, yeah. but the man, the man, obviously, we all know he's talented. We all know what he can bring to the to the Giants football team. A lot of it has to do with the O-line. Don't get me wrong. They have not been able to get him anything. He's always tackled in the backfield. But if they do have some glimpse of success and they could get Saquon some holes, I mean, that's a game changer. He's a game changer for, for any roster. I mean, I know. I know the Giants are going to be rough uh, in the passing game. I, there's no way around it. Uh, so, I mean, if, if you can get some things going with Saquon, uh, I, I mean, I think that at least impacts the Giants enough to get maybe a few division wins. Fair enough. Ryan, what about you? You know, mine is a bit of the inverse where you'd think that this would be a detrimental thing, but I, I'm picking this unit because if they perform well, I think it's going to throw a wrench in who I think's going to win because I think that the Eagles have the NFC East on lock this season, but the, the unit that I want to keep my eye on is the Cowboys offensive line. And, you know, in, in years past, this has been such a strength for them. And that is certainly not the case going into this year. 
I mean, they, they lose Leo Collins, they lose um, Teron Armstead. And so, you know, a lot of question marks on that line. But, you know, if the new pieces they have, I, I have no faith in them. Hence why I have the Cowboys second in this division. If, if the offensive line puts it together, they still have Dak at quarterback. They should be fine on defense. And that can really throw a wrench into it and make them, you know, you know strong contenders for this uh, division. I like that. I think that's a solid choice. Uh, Bryce, uh, you're clearly eager to speak. Go ahead. What is your, uh, what is your you know, player or unit uh, that you know could give you a nightmare, make your predictions look silly. I actually think I'm going to go with the Giants as well, but I'm going to go with the wide receiving core uh, because I think they have a lot of solid guys on there if they can stay healthy. Uh, Kadarius Tony, rookie Wandell Robinson, Sterling Shepard, Darius Slayton. I think those those guys. Sterling Shepard was a absolute fantasy stud, especially especially in fantasy last year. Uh, before he got hurt. Um, I think Darius Slayton is, is a good playmaker as well. And then I'm excited to see what Tony does here too. And then I've heard good things out of Wando Robinson out of camp. So I, I think those guys um, can reca- can make havoc for defenses. Um, I know Daniel Jones is their quarterback, but I do like Brian Dable as a play caller and I like what he's able to do. So I think that would be the unit I would keep my eye on. Bryce, I heard that Kenny Galladay was must start this year. <laughs> Miss me, please. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. I, uh, I'm i going to go with the player. It's smart of you to go with units. I'm going to go with the player. Uh, for me, it's Zeke. I think there's a lot of question on, you know, okay, what is, what's he going to be like? And everybody's kind of wanting Pollard to, to be the man there. And, and I think, you know, there could be an opportunity and an argument here that, you know, I understand the contract link. It's a contract link, but typically they try to restructure deals in Dallas. They didn't restructure Zeke's deal. I think there's a chance that if he doesn't do what they need him to do this season, that he would be released. And as well as Tyron Smith. And I don't, I, I think there's just a lot of interesting pressure there. And, you know, obviously we can only take Jerry, you know, on so much, but, he was very clear that he feels like this team is going to have to be relying upon Zeke in order to win. And I'm curious to see how much they actually do that and how much McCarthy tries to make him a part of that game plan. And if he can be a top back and, you know, we don't, we know he has been, but curious to see if he can do it again. Um, The next question for you guys, I think there is a lot of pressure with, all of these quarterbacks in this division, whether that is they're on a new team and they're trying to step up, whether that is they're unproven or they are maybe established. And, you know, if they don't have a great season, then there's going to be some questions and some problems. What quarterback in this division are you most intrigued to see how the season bears out? Uh, Bryce, I will start with you on this one. Well, I'm interested to see uh, Dak Prescott, if he's the real deal. Uh, You know, ever since the, you know, last season didn't pan out the way they had hoped. Um, He was coming off that injury. So there was a, there was a lot of proving ground there. And I, and I don't know that he did it. I think this is a make or break year for Dak Prescott. I mean, arguably this is probably the worst team he's been on since he's been in the league. uh, As far as the worst roster goes. Um, I think this is a put up or shut up, man. You got the money. You got to prove it now. And, and proving it is winning the division and actually getting some playoff wins. So I, I that's the one that, that I'm going to be watching. Ryan? For me, I think it's got to be Carson Wentz just because, you know, the commanders, whether you think it's a foolish choice or not, made – made the active choice to go trade for him. And, you know, to their credit, I think they did a fantastic job of surrounding him with weapons. I mean, they already had scary Terry, you know, Curtis Samuels, Samuels, a very good receiver. John Dotson should add some spark there. I really like the Brown coming out of UNC. The, the O-line's a bit reloaded now. I love their running back room. So like if this offense fails, as was the case in Indy last year, it's 1000% because of Wentz. And, you know, by, by virtue of the commander sinking assets into making him their quarterback, I think that makes it this an extremely pressure packed season for him. It's it, you want to talk about put up or shut up is definitely that time for Carson Wentz. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Yeah, I, I think that's I think that's fair. Um, I I for me, it's Jalen Hurts. Like, I think there's obviously, you know, he he showed that he can actually get them into the playoffs and he just got smacked around. You know, they exposed him for what he isn't. And I think his talent, I think what they can be is their potential could be very, very high. But it's I think it all comes down to him. Like there is no excuse of no weapons. You know, AJ Brown is that dude. And Devontae Smith, I think, you know, is a really solid number two option along with Goddard. The weapons are there. I think the offensive line's there. I think the running game would be my only question mark. But even then, I think that's kind of what he will need to be for this team is somebody that can be effective on the ground and take some of that pressure off. I'm I'm just curious to see how far he can actually get this roster that I really like. Uh, Devin, what about you? Well, you see, each and every one of you picked a different team from the division, and it almost (laughs) makes me feel obligated to pick the Giants. But I'm just telling you guys right now, Daniel Jones will be a backup in the NFL next year. Oh, oh, oh come on. on. I'm going to piggyback off of Caleb. I think Jalen Hurts is is the one that needs to prove it. I, I feel like we've already seen the Carson Wentz show. I mean, come on. That was a train wreck last year with the Colts to the thing. Yeah. Uh, you know, give me, give me Jalen Hurts. And really, it's because... You know, he led the team to an 8-7 <laughs> record last season. Uh, I don't feel like anybody really thought the Eagles were going to do as well as they did. And don't get me wrong, they didn't do great. They did just enough to get by. Uh, but really, I think it's the kind of the accuracy thing. This has always been a thing with him in college. Uh, it was 61% last year. Not too, not, not too bad. Uh, definitely needs to increase. Um, and, and really his effects in the passing game overall need to increase. I think, you know, he's got AJ Brown. Now there's no reason, you know, there's really no reason, no excuses to give anymore. I think he's very dynamic in the ground game. He always has been, uh, it's just a matter of, can he convert, you know, the passing game and the running game and, and make the Eagles, you know, transform the Eagles into, into a great team. Yeah. Yeah, I I think the quarterbacks will be fun. Not, I wouldn't say that we're looking at top five talents here, but how they unfold and and how the franchise goes about building what they want to build, there's just a lot that comes down to this season and how uh, they all play. Uh, my next question for you guys, it's a bigger picture question, but I'm I'm pumped about this one. Um, there's a lot of really awesome young defensive talent, I think, in this division. And I'm gonna make it really hard on you. You can only pick one guy to build the defense around from this division. You can get you only pick one guy from this division. You can build you can think about it for right now. You can think about it for the long term. It is up to you. But you pick one player, one defensive player from this division. I understand this will be hard. So I will start first. I, no, this is a cop out because I know who you're gonna pick, and this no, is a cop out. No, this is, is there's What's only there's out? only one answer. There's only one correct answer to this. Then go ahead, yep. say, the, say the answer. And he plays in Dallas. That's that's right. It's Michael Parsons. Michael it's, Parsons. it's it's it's. I don't think anyone is is gonna deviate from that. Yeah, I think Darius Slay. <laughs> I mean, you could maybe say like Chase Young or maybe Kayvon Thibodeau, but that's an argument there. I think there's an argument. No, there's not. There's not an argument there. Don't, don't, don't. What? Just don't. Okay. I'm not I'm not denying Michael Parsons is absolutely the person I'd pick, but Chase Young is definitely in that conversation. Absolutely okay, yes, but but it's it's Ohio a State guy, second. Ohio State guy, not going for his Ohio. Dude, State you guy? can't, you can't deny talent. I, I, you know, I take that back. Maybe you could say like Nakobe Dean. Maybe, maybe Jordan Davis will be a stud. I don't know. You know, I, it's still Mike Parsons, regardless. Yep. Okay. Just, there's Michael a lot Parsons. of good units, not a ton of individual like elite stars. I think in defensively in, Inter- this, in this division. Interesting. Devin, do you have uh, a different t- uh, take outside of Parsons? 
No, I mean, really, just, just <laughs> hammer parts. <laughs> I'm fine. I, I, I can't I'm, believe you knew I, the answer to that question. No, I, I, no, I honestly thought you guys might have gone like Chase Young. I really did. I will, I will own that, but I, I, I will take. I'll give you credit, Lynn. Without the injury, I think that it would be a better conversation. But I, yes. a ruptured Achilles is a tough one to come back from when, when That's bend fair. and speed is like 90% of the game. Yeah, you kind of need that. I mean, I, I think he's... I've heard the just, Achilles helps. He's, he's <laughs> such a... Well, him and, and I honestly think, you know, I could see Kayvon, you know, be a really nice piece. He's hurt too. Yeah, I mean, it it's dirty. The fucking Thaddeus Moss. <laughs> That's why I got cut. And they signed him back to the practice squad. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they, I, I think there, there's talent there. And it's for me, it's just... When I thought of the question, those those three guys came to mind and and how they would look. And, you know, I'm not necessarily the biggest digs guy in the planet, but you know, I think when it comes to you know this division, there, there, there's some star talent here, especially you know guys that I think can uh, you know really lead and anchor a defense. And ho- hopefully that the injuries can you know not happen as much for a guy like Chase or or Kevon. Maybe they can play for a long while, but. But who knows? I mean, I I, uh, I I will. I guess I'll take the L on that argument. Uh, next up. <laughs> next up. Um, now, so I'm flipping the sides. Now, I'm doing. I'm doing offense. You get to pick one offensive player in this division. You can build your team around, or you could say, I just feel like I need to have this guy to sustain success. Could be a quarterback, offensive lineman, running back, whatever you want. In this division, one guy, Devin. I start with you. See, I knew he's coming back to me. Uh, this one's this one's actually really difficult because there's a lot of individual offensive talent. Um, Don't bungle uh, this. Don't bungle it. Come on, dude. You get what you get. One chance. I do get one chance. It's, it's, it's hard. hard. It's hard. It's a hard. It's a hard thing. Sam Howell. There's a few. Oh. oh. Uh, well, all right. Well, for Logan me, Thomas. I would say it, it's it's between two wide receivers. If you want to be honest, okay. okay. Uh, I think it it's within CD Lamb or Terry McLaurin, and that's because they're a guarantee every single night. Okay. Ah, interesting. Fair enough, Bryce. Interesting. Oh, it's AJ Brown. It's AJ Brown. Yeah, I mean, wow. the schmucks in Tennessee. Oh, well, I can't wait to talk about Tennessee next week. I cannot wait. And Zach Griffith is going to be on with us, folks. And I'll tell you what, he's going to annihilate them too. This is an absolute clown show over in Tennessee that you just trade away AJ Brown. After 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 Mike Vrabel stands up and everybody, as long as I'm the head coach of the Tennessee Titans, we will not trade AJ Brown. Yeah, well, guess tell me how that worked out for you, Mike. Mm-hmm. Mike Vrabel swan song. Anyway, AJ Brown is a dynamic receiver uh, with the right quarterback at the helm. He could be easily a top ten wide receiver in the league. Um, it, I don't know if Jalen Hurts is the right guy. I'm not hating on Jalen Hurts. I like Jalen Hurts. I but when I mean like the right quarterback, I mean like a Josh Allen ish, um, Patrick Mahomes ish, something like that. Justin Herbert. Uh, but I think him and Jalen Hurts will be perfectly fine together. All right. That's who I build around. Sal, Ryan. You know, only one player came to mind when when you asked this question. I can't believe his name hasn't been brought up yet. It's Jordan Mailata. The left tackle for ah, the trenches. The dude's only 25 and he's in the conversation for probably top three left tackles in the league already. He's like a monster, this, dude. Yeah, he is. If there's someone that I have to build my team around, I'm going to be like, all right, cool. My quarterback will never have uh, <laughs> weak side pressure ever, ever. So if, if I had to pick one cornerstone, it'd be him just because, you know, it's um, taking youth into account and, you know, early dominance in his career kind of made it easy for me. That's a really good one. I, I like I, it. That's a that's a really good one. I oh, I yeah. had I had Lamb for mine because I just kind of think he works with just about any quarterback you throw at him, and think he just has a, a versatile enough game. But I, that's a really good one. My lot is a really good one. I uh, I think again, you know, there's 
the way that this that the the whole talent in this division is intriguing in the sense of I'm I'm like I think especially on offense we literally mentioned you know six guys you know all of us I think were pretty much on different routes of where we were going um, and, and you know I think that just kind of shows where this division is to me in the sense of like okay the Giants Washington you know. I think we're unsure where they want to be. I think Dallas and Philly are trying to win now. And, and so it, it'll be fun to kind of look through and, and, you know, dig up who will be an offensive player that will be worth having. Uh, next up, uh, you know, I think, you know, this is an arguable, it's probably an obvious question, uh, but I'm going to go ahead and say it uh, because, you know, that's just what I'm going to do. Um is there a coach and front office combination that you believe is under like if they have a bad season this year, it's done. Like it's toast. They're done. Like, I can, oh, I can, oh, oh yeah. 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 Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I wouldn't say a combo. It's, it's a one-off man. It's the McCarthy screw job. It's the Mike McCarthy screw job. I mean, it it is so blatantly obvious that they want Sean Payton to coach this team. It's almost embarrassing. It's like a Tim Donaghy ref basketball game. With all with all the subtractions they made from that team, this is the McCarthy screw job through and through. Sean Payton, congratulations on your new job next season. Um, Ryan, who comes to my view? Um, I, I think that the the Snyder show in in Washington is getting is getting old, and you know the wins keep not coming, which only continues to build reasons why you should sell the team. And so, at, at the end of the day, it's it's a it's a tale as old as time. The Commanders are going to be bad, but Snyder is going to maintain ownership of the team. And but you know, another losing season isn't going to make anything. You know, I agree. Isn't going to make the seat any colder there for him, and make the fans any you know less after his head so it's it, it's hard to say it's a storyline to watch because we've been saying that since about 2017 now yeah. so <laughs> we'll, we'll see if something actually happens different this year he sucks i i, I like that too. that's who i was gonna go with was washington oh, sorry, i thought <laughs> dallas was like to me it's like okay you know dallas might be obvious with mccarthy but like you look at their drafting and like you can't really deny it like they've been you know mostly solid drafting in terms of getting pieces that they need. And I think when you're looking at Washington, it's like, you know, Rivera has been there for a while. And, and I think that this roster and this Wentz move, I think suggested to me that they are potentially on the hot seat because that's not a guy that like, I would necessarily give a lot for, but they ended up doing that. And I think they did that just because they weren't comfortable with the position that they were in the organization. Uh, Devin, who comes to mind for you? Yeah, uh, I'm I'm gonna go with Bryce here. Uh, I'm gonna say it's McCarthy. Um, you know, two of these teams have fairly new GMs. Uh, I feel like they they're getting some time to to be able to work. Uh, McCarthy, on the other hand, head coach. I mean, I feel like the writing's on the wall. If they don't produce this season, he's gone. Fair enough. And and lastly, who is a player that you think will break out in this division? This could be offense, defense, breaking, breaking, somebody that you think, you know, wow, they could they could have a nice season in them, break out, better season than you expect, or anything like that. Uh, Ryan, we'll have you leave this off. Um, I can throw two at you actually because um, oh, depending on health. Uh, Kadarius Tony in New York. Okay. I think I think that he's been a pretty prime candidate for that. You know, since he came out of Florida, just kind of that immediate spark plug type type of guy. Mm. And you know, I have to give another shout out to Diami Brown. You know, if if Wentz can even show even a semblance of passing ability, that's like a number. That's like a strong number three guy that could. You know, maybe you don't pick him up in fantasy, but that's uh that's a guy that's going from about. 10 catches in a season that could potentially see those numbers start to explode. And, and what could be, if Wentz can, if Wentz can figure it out, what could be a really fun passing offense? <laughs> Devin, what do you have? Um, 
Yeah. Uh, breakout player is a little bit tough. Uh, you know, I, I feel like if if um, Jalen Hurts can figure it out, uh, Devonta Smith's got to be in that conversation. Uh, he's right. you know he he's got he's got three three targets now. You get AJ Brown, but if you got Smith on the outside, people are focusing on on Brown. Uh, that, that gives Smith, who's obviously uber athletic, plenty of ability to you know get those big pass plays. Um, and Pascal, you know, is always a great third. So I'll, I'll roll with Smith. Bryce? It's Jalen Tolbert season, boys, over there in Dallas. Jalen Tolbert? Yeah, man, I kind of like it. I'm not even going to lie because, I mean, the thing about Dak is, yeah, he had CeeDee Lamb and, and Amari Cooper, but, like, um, Oh, who played? I mean, Michael Gallup got a lot of looks as a wide receiver three. And then once he went down, um, I'm trying to remember his name. Um, Wilson. Cedric Wilson. Cedric Wilson. Yeah, he got some looks too. And, and he even scored some touchdowns. So I, I know that I've heard good things from Jalen Tolbert out of camp. I know they like him. Um, it's not, it sounds like he's going to be their, their wide receiver three now that James Washington's on IR. Uh, so I like Jalen Tolbert. I think it's an interesting name to watch. Yeah, just about out of necessity. I think he's going to have to break out. Yeah, right, because I don't think Michael Gallup – I mean, Michael Gallup's coming off the ACL. So, yeah. I mean, that's that, it's going to take some time. Been... Oh, yes, the McCarthy screw mm-hmm. job continues. Yeah. I am going to try this – is, this might be a long shot, but I'm going to do it anyway. I like this player. And I think if he stays healthy and he then draft him at a high level, no, he's not offense. <laughs> then he's draft him. He's not an offensive player. Oh, defensive player. Oh, I'm going to go with Jameen Davis from Kentucky. You know, ah. for them and Jamin, you Jamin, yeah, yes, Jamin Davis. I think they. I think as a, I think coming into this season, there's an opportunity that he has to kind of make that defense go another level. And if he can do that for Washington, I think that would really, really take some pressure off what that offense has to do. Like the, the, the front, the front four is there. They've got a front four. Uh, I like that. And I think their secondary might be a little bit better than last year. I mean, I know they didn't do anything fancy, but I just think it might be better just having that second year there and guys getting used to what they need to do. And I think Davis is the wild card. And I, I kind of think that he will be able to give them, a boost and, and make that defense really effective. So we'll see. We'll see where that where that goes. And you know, that's just gonna lead us right into the actual team breakdown. And 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 we'll start off with the team that Davis is on in the Washington Commanders. Washington Commanders finished seven and ten, third in the NFC East. As we have mentioned, they went out and got Carson Wentz to a trade with the Indianapolis Colts. Drafted Jahan Dotson. Uh they went out and, you know, Chase Young, obviously injured. Hopefully they get him back. Um, Ron Rivera, coach. Uh, Devin, I want to start with you on this one. Uh, okay. When you think about Washington, what, what are you envisioning of this football team? What do you think we will see from them? Uh, what are you know, what kind of style do you think they will bring uh, to the table? What I envision is a team with a ton of potential. I mean, there is a ton of young talent. They have a bunch of talent on defense. Uh, you know, their wide receiving corp is great. I love their running back room. Uh, really, it it just comes down to the quarterback play, and that's been their struggle for years and years and years at this point. Uh, is I feel like, you know, they're a team that's always been in the mix to be a good team. They just never are able to accomplish that because they don't have somebody at quarterback to be able to get them there. Uh, as far as, you know, play style, um, I feel like it's going to be a, a lot more of what they've been doing. Uh, there's going to be a lot of run plays. Uh, you know, <laughs> uh, J.D. McKissick's going to get a ton of passes in the backfield. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, you know, of course... You got Scary Terry and, and a bunch of deep threats now. Uh, so really, in my opinion, uh, they're kind of the team that if they can you know get their shit together, 
they would actually be a fairly good team. But can they do that? It's a tale as old as time. <laughs> now, now, Bryce, I mean, you got the opportunity. Heck, you're in Indy. You get the opportunity to watch Carson Wentz all of last year. You saw the ups and downs of having him as your quarterback. Washington, in my opinion, has a better set of weapons. Better set of weapons, not just weapons. Set of weapons than the Indianapolis Colts did. How much do you think that will help Carson Wentz this season? And what do you think of this offense in terms of the talent that they have and, and where they can go? Caleb Lynn, I got a first-hand experience at the Carson Wentz concert. Okay. Do not be fooled. Do not be fooled by the potential. Don't be. It's all an illusion. I call him Dr. Strange because he creates the illusion that he's a solid quarterback. He is no longer. So Washington, Ron Rivera, Mr. Snyder, I just want to say on behalf of Colts fans, I appreciate you taking him off our hands and giving us actually good stuff for him. I appreciate you. And the fact that Chris Ballard, that's a what, man, he's like the doppelganger of Dr. Strange because he made that salary disappear. So thank you for that, Chris Ballard. This offense is going nowhere. I don't think that having these weapons is going to help. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Carson Wentz is your quarterback. Caleb Lynn, you told us time and time again, you told me and Zach Griffith, it doesn't matter what the Colts have. You have Carson Wentz as your quarterback. Well, Caleb Lynn, I am telling you this now. I'm using your own words against you. Carson Wentz is your quarterback. So you tell me where this offense can go. Because I'll tell you where it's going to go. Nowhere. Nowhere. <laughs> well, not to whisper. I, I, I have been incredibly clear on in my stance with Wentz, so I don't need to go into that. But they're what I'm curious with in Washington and, and Ryan and Devin, you mentioned it as well, is like the running back room's intriguing. And I just really want to know no, how they're going to use these. It's a little empty right now. If Gibson, it, like there was rumors of Gibson not really being their guy and that they want to make Brian Robinson the starter. And then there's the flip side of we want – Gibson to be this it just seems like there's so much going on like I think they know they have a good room but how it actually comes together it it really intrigues me like I I think that they've got a chance to really produce a nice one-two punch I hope they don't overcomplicate it uh you know Ryan I'm curious to hear your thoughts I mean you talked about you know a guy like Yami Brown potentially taking a step and you know your thoughts on the running back room but when you look at this offense you know, what, what are you thinking and envisioning? Are, are you thinking that it's going to be similar to years past, but just maybe a little bit better personnel? Um, it, it's obviously going to be different than last year because Heineke was, you know, probably worse than Wentz will ever be as, as far as like handcuffing the offense goes. Are we sure? I'm, I'm pretty sure about saying that. Heineke, <laughs> I, th- I think I can throw it further than him. Like just overall arm strength was a problem, which is not the same thing with Wentz. And at the very least, Wentz will have time to make mistakes because that the offensive line is r- very solidly built. Like as a Bears fan, I am I'm quite jealous of the pieces that they're working with. In fact, they have one of your pieces. Tackle specifically their left tackle Charles Leno. Oh man! For reasons, and then <laughs> Justin Fields got just pounded last year. Yeah. But you know the. The one-two punch of McKissick and Gibson is always going to be intriguing. I hope that Brian Robinson recovers quickly from his um, recent scuffle where he was shot multiple times in a in a car robbing incident. Be all right. Yeah, here's hoping. But um, I I think what we've demonstrated best in our conversations about the team is at the end of the day, it really does just all come down to Wentz. He has ample pieces around him to make to make the offense go and so you have to expect them to make it easy on him you have to expect the short passing game you have to expect you know run until we absolutely have to let this fucking idiot throw the ball (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i think it's going to be about as conservative as it can get which sucks because they have a rocket arm at quarterback and a lot of guys that can fly down the field 
but I, I really do expect it to be a lot of Dinkin and Duncan just, you know, in, until Wentz proves he can at least handle that. Yeah. I have a question. Go ahead. Do you guys think that, uh, you know, Ron Rivera's play style, uh, you know, doing a lot of read option looks, RPOs, do you think that'll help Carson Wentz? I mean, he is, a, he is athletic. I, I, done, I done told you. You have Carson Wentz as your quarterback. No. That's not what I'm talking about. But if you make him a de facto running back, he's a lot better of a quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> that is um, true. I, I mean, maybe, maybe. But I, I just really strive with more RPO in his diet. I'm maybe. I'm, I'm worried, Devin. My, I'm worried that it's actually going to make his decision making even worse. Jeez. <laughs> oh, like, I think I think if if he's not like that is somebody who is so easily rattled if the tempo is not his way in the games in the way that the games played the tempo of the game isn't played in his way. Like I think the faster the game, the more he's going to suck. <laughs> like the faster the faster the pace, he's going to suck. The slower the pace, he's already bad, but at least it's better. I'm not, I'm, I think, I think with Carson, I'm worried about if they go too fast for him because they do have so many good athletes. And I do think that these athletes should be in a faster system. I'm worried that Wentz is going to make even worse decisions. Now, I real quick to transition to the defense. Bryce, what is the potential of this Washington defense? Oh, I think I think there's a lot of potential there. I mean, once Chase Young comes back, I think he's going to miss like the first four games. I think they got him on the PP list. Um, but I mean, with Payne and Allen and Sweat, I mean that is a that is a front four to be feared with Chase Young in that lineup. Um, I, I like the secondary with Fuller and, and Jackson, McCain and Curl back there. And then their their linebackers are a work in progress. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, you mentioned Davis earlier, Caleb, to see if he takes a step. I think if he does, I think this defense can be good. Um, they weren't as good as they should have been last year. So I think nice bounce back season for this unit is in order for them once Chase Young returns. Ryan, what are your thoughts on this particular defense and, you know, what they what they can bring? I mean, the front four is the front four. When it's healthy, it's good. Um, but when you're talking about the linebackers and the secondary, how do you think Washington will fare in, in this division and, and, you know, with looking at their schedule? I mean, a major hinge of it is the guy that you called out as your breakout can- candidate, Jamin Davis, because he has yet to answer the call. I mean, last year was – Less than less than ideal out of the kid, uh, but you know, when you look at the rest of the of the lineup, there I don't see a lot of holes. You know, hmm. it, this is the laziest analysis you can possibly do. But you know, you pull up the depth chart and you see solid, 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 solid. There's no way I'm like that is a hole. That is a huh. a weakness. Which I think, you know, when you have a pass rush that that's that's that dangerous, even when lacking Chase Young, to just have you know competent bodies back there that that's going to leave it coverage sacks. If they don't have it easy, it's going to make it so much harder with that tremendous front forward chasing them. And so and, and I really like the the safety that they picked up out of Penn state in the draft who I think will, you know, challenge for a safety role as well, potentially this season. Hmm. I, I think it's just, you know, at the end of the day, you just want guys that can play ball, which is seems pretty straightforward, but it's a harder thing to do for a lot more teams than you would <laughs> like to think. So, you know, they, they just have a lot of guys that, that aren't going to allow those those big plays and just kind of let let the defensive line cook. I like that. Um, and, and we'll go into the next team. And Devin, I'll I'll have you lead this one. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys are next up on our list. A team that has been full of uh, questionable offseason moves. Uh, a team that you know has been like weirdly managing the cap. Uh, they you know have decided to go in different directions at receiver. Tyron Smith's already out, as we've mentioned. Uh, so, Devin, I'll, I'll start with you on the Dallas Cowboys. I'll start with their defense, and then we transition to their offense. Uh, what do you think? I mean, the defense was like number one DVOA last year. Like it was, like there were a lot of stuff, a lot of things about Dallas in terms of turnovers that were like insane. You know, they they were getting them like nobody's business. I have to think that regresses. But what do you think of? The, what they have there, I mean, losing a Randy Gregory, 
uh, and not, you know, how much of an impact will that be for this defense? I mean, anytime, you know, you lose such a playmaker, it, it's never great for your defense. Uh, but overall, I mean, I, I think the defense is still going to have a solid year. Yeah, I, I, they probably will regress. And Trayvon Diggs is not going to have 11 interceptions. It's just not going to happen. Uh, I, I think that they're fine. Um, I, I think they have enough there to be able to be another solid year of defense. I wouldn't be incredibly worried. Yeah, I, I, think, I think the defense certainly has the goods there, uh, even without, you know, Randy. Uh, I, I think the big factor for me is like, how much do we actually think Demarcus Lawrence has left in the tank? Uh, he's been so good for so long. And at some point, Bryce, I, I feel like we, we can't expect some of the, you know, smashing numbers that he has been capable of producing. So uh, what, are you, what are your thoughts on, on tank and, and, and this defense and guys like Michael Parsons? Uh, because, again, they were so turnover heavy. Uh, do you think that Dan Quinn can get this defense to, to even being a top 15 defensive? I think he can. I just, I just don't know that he's got the guys for it. I mean, your pass rushes to Marcus Lawrence and Micah Parsons. I mean, Mike and, and Micah Parsons can't play all 11 positions uh, on the defense. He just can't. I mean, you, you got to pick and choose where you place him. He's a game wrecker. Uh, I mean, no doubt about it, wherever he's at. Um, but I mean, you can't play him everywhere. Like I mentioned, uh, and, and the rest of the defense, Leighton Vander Esch is just Sean Lee Jr. I'm going to play six games and then get hurt and miss the rest of the season. But I mean, when he, when he's on the field, he's good. But that's the thing is he's got to stay on the field. Anthony Barr, I actually like that pickup. We'll see how much he's got left in the tank. But and then that secondary uh, big question marks in the secondary outside of Trayvon, uh, Trayvon Diggs. I think Trayvon Diggs is is a a decent corner, but we cannot ignore that he gave up. I think it was the most yards. He had the most interceptions, but he gave it the most yards as well. So, I mean, without the interceptions, if the yards stay the same, is he really as good as we think he is? I don't know. I don't know. So, a lot of question marks there on the defense. Um, I'll train the offense here, Ryan. Uh, you know, this is a group that, you know, certainly, you know, no Amari Cooper – you know, fans are wondering why they got rid of him for nothing. They've they've got some injuries that they've got at receiver. The tight, you know, the, the left tackle, we talked about it. There's already a lot of problems and we're not even to week one. What do you think, you know, this Dallas offense can be, you know, despite these injuries? And do you think that this is an offense that could potentially get them to the playoffs? Um, if they get to the playoffs, I don't think it's going to be because of the offense. I think it will be because the defense kind of ma- keeps or maintains par from last year and continues to get lucky as far as turnovers and things go. Because, you know, when you just when you just take a look at the team, there's there's too many question marks at receiver. Dak is almost on a on a recovery tour where he's still trying to prove that he's got it. Zeke is hardly even a lead back anymore as Tony Pollard deserves more touches at this point in his career. I mean, the offensive line is all banged up to hell. It's Zach Martin and a bunch of guys trying their best. (laughs) That's um, it's hard for me to, to look at that offense and say, I'm scared of that going into like week 15 and the playoffs are on the line. I don't think that Dak Prescott throw into, you know, Jalen Tolbert as his number two option is something that's going to strike fear in anybody's heart. I think they'll be fine. They, they have huh. the piece, the pieces necessary to not be, you know, bottom half of the league, but I don't sure. think, I don't think that, um, you know, their, their, their offense isn't going to swing games in their, in their favor and be like, ah, oh, the defense played like shit today, but thankfully Dak put up a shootout and we, we got out huh. here with a win. I just don't think that's, you know, really on the table for this team. I, that's yeah. It's a really, I think that's kind of where this offense might have to be. They might have to just kind of stay within, you know, 
this little bread and butter. I don't think they can be near as creative as they were this last year, especially the first half of the season. Especially with Gallup out. Yeah, I mean, it's it's really a problem because if when Gallup's out, and you know, I'm not a huge James Washington guy, but you you don't have him either, and it's really dependent upon Tolbert and maybe even like a Noah Brown type to like give them stuff at wide receiver outside of lamb. Like the defense is going to be engaged on lamb. It's going to be up to those other guys to make plays. And I, and I like Dalton Schultz and Dalton Schultz had a fantastic year. And, and I think he'll build upon that, but, but I agree with you, Ryan. I think the offensive line is going to be, it's got a chance to be a mess. And I think they're very much dependent uh, upon uh, Tyler Smith. I think they're, they're really needing him their first round pick uh, to show some progress, to show that he's well, that, you know, capable of being a starting tackle in this league because you know as we have seen throughout this offseason there are teams that have drafted a left tackle and couple you know in the draft and and they've been cut and then in some cases went to chicago right right <laughs> I, I, th- I think the conversation about the cowboys offense relates well with the conversation we had about the commander's defense where it's like <laughs> it just it comes down to competency hmm. how many of those guys that are now penciled in to start for the dallas cowboys can you look at and say you know what? That is an average NFL player. There's mm. a lot of question marks and there's a lot of guys where you can say, I don't know if that's an average player in the league right now. Mm. And so, yep. you know, there's just a little bit too many boxes ticked or not ticked rather uh, to, to be able to really trust it. Now, you know, while the Cowboys might not be active with adding the Eagles happen, they've just gone out and just made trade after trade. They've made, Signing after signing, this team clearly is showing an initiative, Devin, that they yeah. want to win and that they feel like this is a, you know, that they're, that they can, that the, the opening is there for an NFC's uh, division, you know, crown and, and to potentially have a home game there. You know, what are your thoughts on the Eagles aggressiveness, you know, by, you know, really addressing so much, you know, through the secondary and, you know, guys like Hassan Riddick and, you know, obviously we talked about AJ Brown, but you know, man, you could look all over this defense and this offense and see the additions. Yeah, no, I, I actually really love it. I felt like for years, uh, we saw the Eagles, you know, they had that championship run and I felt like we saw them wither away year by year as those players moved on and got older. It was kind of, kind of depressing if you want me to be honest, but now you know, they're bringing in a whole bunch of new talent. They're being aggressive. Uh, it's, it's definitely a flip of the script uh, compared to what it's been the past few years. Uh, but, you know, you got to love them bringing in A.J. Brown for a bag of chips. Uh, you know, I, honestly, I, I love the pickup of Gardner Johnson, especially for what they got him for. That's really not a bad move at all. Uh, you know, th- this is a team that is clearly trying to win this division and I think they have the talent to do it uh similar as to you know Washington in a way it all rides on the quarterback position Mm. uh can Jalen Hurts prove it uh that's really kind of what it comes down to he's got all the talent around him the O-line is decent uh but the defense pretty solid I mean really it just it just comes down to coming together having that quarterback play well uh, and getting you guys to the playoffs because he proved you can, get, you can do it last season. Yeah. Bryce, Howie Roseman has fleeced many teams besides your Colts, so I think yes. you're off the hook. Uh, when it comes to the Philadelphia Eagles on the offensive side of the ball, uh, you know, we talked about their receivers, and, you know, we mentioned, you know, Ryan mentioned Mylotta and what he can bring at the tackle spot. <laughs> When, when you're looking at this Philadelphia Eagles offense in general, like what, how much do you think there, how much changes do you think there will be with adding a guy like an AJ Brown to what they're doing? Well, I think it's huge. I mean, well, I mean, just look at last year. I mean, he, they, he was throwing to guy, he was throwing to Devontae Smith, Quez Watkins and Greg Ward. Uh, and like JJ Arcega Whiteside and Jalen Rager. No Greg Ward slander on my podcast. Oh, I know. You're, you're, get a room with Greg Ward. Okay. He's not a wide receiver in the NFL. 
Houston legend. Houston legend. Yeah, I Houston hear you. I hear legend. You. I hear you. I hear you. But I mean, you're looking now at a one-two punch of AJ Brown, Devontae Smith. I think Devontae Smith is a two receiver as of right now, anyway. So to actually put him in that role, I think is a massive upgrade. And, and you get a dynamic guy like AJ Brown. So now what you turned in, you've turned your weaknesses into strengths now for, for Jalen Hurts, who's a traditionally running quarterback. Um, if you can get him to stay in the pocket more and protect his body a little bit more, um, and you have outstanding playmakers on the outside, that's a W. The only thing that, that I wish that they could figure out would be would be running back. Yeah. Um, I mean, you're, it's a lot of check downs. Um, you know, Boston Scott is going to ruin everyone's, you know, fantasy hopes and dreams. If, if anyone drafts a Philadelphia Eagles running back, um, like he does every single season, Kenneth Gainwell is going to see more touches as well. I think he should have got more last season, just my personal opinion. Um, because I think Miles Sanders sucks. Maybe I'll be honest. Yeah. So I think he's done. Yeah, he's done. Stay on the field at, at, when he's on the field. At, zero touchdowns last year. Zero. Zero. I told I told Zach Griffith that the other day. He didn't believe me that that he didn't get, that he had zero touchdowns. He didn't believe me for a second. It's wild. So he had That's to look at sake. It it is it is a wild, wild. stat yeah. because we were thinking of it as as you know one of the next big running backs in the league, and it was the complete opposite. He's flat out sucks. Uh, because honestly, Jalen Hurts is the running back. Let's just be honest. <laughs> so, which, which, hey, man, it is what it is. You know how I feel about running quarterbacks. They never last too long, so get what you can out of them. Um, a la Lamar Jackson. Um, L, 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 L. Yeah. That's got to be racist. That is not. That is not. I was giving props to Jalen Hurts. Go on. Come on. <laughs> I don't know. I'm looking, I'm I'm hoping Ian Book gets his chance with the Philadelphia Eagles. Isn't that right, boss? Let's not go there. Oh, Let's not go there. That was mean. Uh, he made the roster. Mean. He made the uh, that was mean. He They're made not- the roster. That's better than Will Greer. Will Will Greer. Oh man, he got screwed. He got screwed in Dallas. Absolutely yep. got screwed. Now, but- now the the thing the thing that that also comes to mind and Ryan, I, you know, I couldn't help but notice your, you know, reaction to when Bryce was mentioning the running back situation. How, how do you think Philly addresses that? Like, because it doesn't seem that they've ever been honestly, since he's been drafted, there, been committed to Miles Sanders. It seems like they're very much going committee and, you know, one guy on to the next and then one guy has a good game and the other doesn't, or you don't see Sanders having snaps. Uh, they didn't do a lot to, to change that. Honestly, do you think that Philadelphia is just kind of looking at their running back room as, okay, we'll make it through this year. And then maybe we try to address it in the future, because I think, you know, they, they have, I, I like Sanders, but I honestly don't know if they've given him a fair shot. I, I think their whole approach is, you know, we have the best offensive line in football. Who gives a shit who we throw back there? They're going to get mm-hmm. four. And That's then fair. If they're elusive enough, cool, we'll get eight or nine. And uh, <laughs> like the point made earlier, Jalen Hurts is essentially RV1 on this team. <laughs> like he's hmm. the guy getting the big goal line carries. He's the guy, you know, they'll mock up a play for him on like second and medium where that's like, that is the Jalen hurts zone. Hmm. And so I, I agree that miles Sanders hasn't exact exactly gotten the fairest shake there, but it's, it's not like they brought in a, a much better committee to like usurp him. Like Kenny Gainwell is a glorified slot receiver. Boston Scott, you know, will eat up some carries, but he's no, world beater and that's the three guys that they maintain for the final roster so i i I think it's more of a of a case of you know who gives a damn just just somebody carry it we're we're gonna make room for you this dude your mic is listening (laughs) 
And with Philadelphia, if they, their defense to me, it's going to be, you know, there's so many new trans, you know, transactions with, you know, getting Bradbury from the Giants. I'm very interested to see what Riddick can do in Philadelphia. I thought he was very solid in Carolina. Uh, his sack numbers were really good. Uh, you know, I think they really need Riddick uh, to, to come in here and, and produce at an ultimately high level uh, because I'm not, I'm not convinced in, in what they're trying to build on the front seven. I think they're really trying to, you know, go back to their uh, glory days of uh, like, you know, where they want to just have Fletcher clocks in his, in, in his prime. And, and I just, I, I can't help but wonder if, if you know, at some point we're, we're going to see a potential drop off here. And this is a team that I think wants to win now. And if they get some production from Riddick, that might change my opinion. Uh, but I'm not terribly uh, as sold on the front seven as I feel like everybody and their mother is. And then the secondary, I, I think that, you know, the factor of adding a Gardner Johnson, you know, as Devin pointed out, I think can really help this team, give them some personality and a guy that's not afraid to uh, get down when it matters. And, you know, the, the, the idea of stealing Bradbury, I, I you know, look, I, I understand he, he may not be a, a great corner. OK, but, you know, when you can get a guy like that and steal him away from a division rival, uh, that that's like getting. Uh, you know, four Oreos when you meant to get three in your hand. It's it's great. It's lovely. <laughs> I, so when it comes when it comes so when it comes to, it comes to the Eagles, the king I, of analogies. I, I think I think that this deep I think that this defense is you know they've got the talent they've got the bread and butter. I I just hope that they can put it together because I do have some questions on whether guys actually regress or not. Next up, uh, we'll go with the Giants who have a new coach. Uh, Brian Dayball is their new guy. Joe Judge is out of town. Thank God. Uh, they have a uh, Daniel Jones at quarterback uh, who somehow still is a starter. They have a offensive line, uh, which, you know, they, they went out, they drafted Evan Neal, a solid tackle, uh, a guy that I think, you know, has some 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 talent there that they can work with. And, you know, they they drafted Thibodeau. He's hurt. Who knows what we can see from him? Ojalari is a nice defensive piece. Uh, but this seems like the definition of a rebuild, Devin. This seems like a team that is just trying to get everything back in order. Uh, it's going to take some progress here in New York. Uh, what are your thoughts on uh, the way that the Giants are going about their roster construction? Well, first, I just want to give a quick shout out to Notre Dame alum Julian Love. Oh, here we go. For, for just get a room uh, as the no, starting please, safety. Just please miss me, please. Um, but to answer <sighs> your question, uh, yeah, I mean, I feel like for the last few years they've been sitting in this mode, trying to pretend that there's some sort of contender, like they're gonna make the playoffs, and. All of the aggressive moves they made, uh, it just didn't pan out. And I think that with this, and I'm hoping uh, with the with the new regime, new head coach, I'm hoping they just get this restart out of the way, get the QB situation figured out after this season. Uh, you know, you're going to have to deal with another year of of bad to middling Giants football. But, you know, if it's if it's in the long sake, if they're able to actually focus on building for the future, I think, uh, you know, this is a team that clearly clearly has some pieces here. Uh, I think there's going to be some exciting things for Giants fans to look forward to. Uh, It's just (laughs) this season is is not going to be, you know, very exciting overall. Bryce, what intrigues you the most about this Giants team uh, in terms of offense or defense? And in how, you know, in terms of, you know, the talent that they have, it seems like their D line, you know, could be a strength for, you know, a strength for them if everybody can get healthy. Uh, you know, I, I think there's a lot of directions you could go here, but, you know, what about this offense or defense intrigues you? I'm really I'm interested about the quarterback running back combo because here's what interests me is we have I mean they're basically contract years for both like if you have any incentive to be even remotely good this year like as an individual 
Like this is the year to do it. Like the Saquon Barkley train, it's revving up. You hear the hype. Okay. Just kind of like you heard the hype when, when he came out, when he came out in the draft, right? Everyone get on the Saquon train. Well, everyone's getting back on the Saquon train this year, but we don't even know what that's going to look like. You know, is he going to get hurt again? Is he going to be the star that, that we all know and love? And Voss has already made his statement. Daniel Jones is going to be a backup. Um, I don't know, but 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 where do the Giants go if it's not Daniel Jones? Tyrod Taylor is a perennial replacement candidate every single year. He might get the job and then again, but he may be replaced by someone. I don't know. Is CJ Stroud or Bryce Young in their future? I don't know. I think it's very intriguing because maybe Daniel Jones is the guy. Maybe he's going to prove it this year. I feel like this is probably the best, the best roster of weapons he's had probably since he's been in the league as a starter, if I'm being honest. And I, and I don't know how much that's saying because you got Kadarius Damn. Tony. Damn. Huh? Yeah. Damn. I, I, <laughs> I mean, really, I mean, Tony's a second year guy. Robinson's a first year guy. And then you got a bunch of injury prone guys like Galladay, Shepard and Slayton. I, they're good, but when they're healthy, maybe David Sills will come. The, the great West Virginia Mountaineer, David yes, Sills, will come David in and, and, uh, and save the day. I don't know. They I should am, throw him in at quarterback. <laughs> oh, we're going to have another Edelman. Did you know that? He I, don't, I don't need that. I don't need that from announcers anymore. But I, that's what intrigues me the most is the Jones-Barkley duo. And, and I think they have a legitimate play caller in Brian Dable. I really do. I think I think he's, he's going to be a fine head coach. I think he can get it done there. But if Daniel Jones, if he feels like Jones is his guy, he's going to move off of him pretty quick. Ryan, I'm, I'm uh, wanting you to vision yourself as the man making these decisions for the New York Giants, and you're seeing your roster, and you're looking at this season. What are you wanting to see from the Giants? What are you hoping this year can turn out to be? Um, I think Devin really hit it well that uh, expectations shouldn't be too high for this team. I want to see my two young tackles uh, continue to progress. I want to see... Evan Neal proved that he belongs pretty quickly. And him and Andrew Thomas could quickly become one of the best tackle duos in the league if that ends up being a hit with Neal. And so, you know, just (laughs) one of those years where you just pray your young guys don't get injured, pray that Daniel Jones does get injured. And... (laughs) Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. Okay. Okay. Uh, here oh on the Win Sanity podcast, we do not stand for wishing injury upon people. Uh, hey, we we will distance ourselves from Ryan Gregory uh, and the top podcast. Thank you. Listen, if I'm in the, <laughs> if I'm in the Giants front office, the only thing I want to see is the barrel of a gun, but. Dear Lord. Dear Lord. (laughs) So dark. Wow. Caleb, you talked And you're a Jets fan. Or you're a a Bears (laughs) fan. That's sorry. (laughs) Bears fan. My bad. My bad. Yeah. Hey, we we always suck, though. Um, Defensively, Caleb, you touched on the D line is, you know, sneaky. One of the best in the NFC, probably. I think that they can make, can have that conversation. It's, um, you know, health health uh counted as a constant there hmm. but you know it's um it's it's like that bill Connolly title from uh his kansas preview a couple years ago that they're going to get fresh air and exercise and that'll be good for them but as as far as um as far as actual expectations go i don't know if um the, the, the giants are in kind of football purgatory now where they have fun pieces and good pieces that will win them football games not that many football games and so they're going to be kind of, you know, out of the sweep, sweepstakes for all the top quarterbacks, but they're they're not going to be quite a playoff caliber team. And it's uh, it's not a fun place to be as a front office guy or as a fan of that team. Fair enough. I'm a Bears fan. Sure. Well, yeah, but, yeah, sure. But, you know, in terms of, you know, this division, wrapping it up, now we got to get to the big part. How do we stack up this division? What is the one through four for you in this division? Uh, Bryce, what is your one through four? Give me. 
The Eagles, the Cowboys. The Giants and the Commanders. Oh, wow. Yeah, that was those last two were tough. Spicy. Yeah, I'm going with it. Devin, what is your one through four? Eagles, Cowboys, Commanders, Giants. Okay. Chalk. Ryan. Um, I'm going to (laughs) go. I'll throw a curveball like Bryce said. I'll go Eagles, Commanders, Cowboys, Giants. Oh, I I like their roster top to bottom. It's not a bad roster. I just, but Wentz is leading them. God damn it. Yeah, right. (laughs) It's quite a gamble on my part. Now, does this division only in your, in your opinion? You cut out there. Does it only what? Is, is the division, does this division only see one playoff team? Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Fair. For sure. Fair. Um, I, I have in this division, I'll take Philly. I'll take Dallas. Uh, I, I would be not doing myself any, any good if I didn't pick the commanders last, not because of any other player on, the, on, on their team outside of Carson. <laughs> And and then and then Daniel Jones. Unfortunately, I'm picking him third in the division. That's uh, right. I so I, uh, you know, I, that's that's where I stand. I kind of think Dallas might sneak in potentially in the second spot, but you know, we'll see how okay. that all shakes out. Uh, but you know, fellas, this was great. Uh, it was great to have you back on, Bryce. You and I are back on talking to AFC South. Uh, I might have to gauge my gauge my eyes out after all that Matt Ryan crap. Uh, oh, yeah. Bring to my pod. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, because, you know, they it, it's going to be it's going to be something else. So, uh, Ryan, Devin, thank you for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having sure. me, buddy. Thank you.